This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Alex and Scott. Say hello. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about Labyrinth. Alex, lead us on this grand journey of mystery and science. Let's dance. <laughs> dance. The bulge. Magic dance. The bulge. Jeebus. Is this... Is this Bowie being his most David Bowie? <laughs> I don't, don't know how to answer well, there that. Well, was, there was a Linguini incident. <laughs> what Linguini incident? You've never seen the Linguini incident? No. You should watch it. David Bowie movie. Oh, okay. Is that related to the Guns N' Roses album? It might be, nope. actually. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Continue. Or is that when Daniel Russo has uh, all the pasta fall on his white pants? That was spaghetti. Yeah. That, well, difference. that was the prequel to Spaghetti and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Was it David Bowie or Rosanna Arquette? Linguini? Sheamus. <laughs> anyway. What was, what was the other one, David Bowie movie, like Man from Mars or something like that? Check one, two. Oh, I, I, total, uh, total Recall. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. You're thinking of his song, which I already can't remember the name of it. Oh. China Girl? Yep, that's it. Yeah. Change. What? China Girl. That's how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. David Bowie, top billing. And this movie holds up a lot, mostly due because of, you know, all the great sets that the Henson Workshop puts up. It really sucks you into the world of Labyrinth, the fantasy world of Labyrinth. Um, except, let's just talk about some of the bad parts of the movie, which is a ridiculous CGI owl in the in, in the beginning credits. Oh my gosh. Not only is the owl... I mean, the owl's terrible only because it's, you know, the the technology just wasn't there yet. But it was shot so disjointed and weird and you didn't know what the hell was going on. It was just letters, the, the names would just pop up and then an owl would fly and do some crazy owl shit for some reason and then disappear. It was just bad. You guys remember that? Jareth the Goblin King. Mm-hmm. All right. In his owl form. I take it you guys don't remember that. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I don't. don't. It's been a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah, I was unable to uh, review. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw it today, a couple hours ago. Come on, man. Well, I don't remember the owl. I remember parts of it. I remember most of it. I don't remember the owl. Ugh. Well, it's on Netflix. Just watch the opening credits. You'll cringe. Okay. But anyways, Jennifer Connelly stars as Sarah, 
And she is... When I was a kid watching this movie, you know, I couldn't tell because I, of course, was also a whiny teenager. And she is just a spoiled brat. She sucks. In the beginning (laughs) of the movie. She's off playing around in her fantasy land, quoting stuff to owls. Like she's reading some play. That's a made-up play, right? That she's uh, reciting? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, she's she's got she's got the crazy room with a shit ton of uh, like stuffed animals and stuff, right? Like in the dolls. Yeah, stuffed animals and like it's kind of creepy actually that she has all that stuff in the room. Well, she... yeah, and ET is one of them, and you don't even know it. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's hiding in the dolls. I know. But yeah, I'll never be able to look at a pile of stuffed animals ever again without thinking <laughs> ET is. <laughs> got all this crazy crap in her room mostly fantasy stories and grim fairy tales and whatnot and it makes sense because she's you know a theater girl theater people are very weird this is true sorry i'm gonna interrupt real quick um you guys did you see jurassic world or no the new one no yeah so the very beginning when the the boy he's in his room and he's i mean it's a dinosaur (laughs) he's they try to make this room like an old Spielberg movie, like think of um, well, E.T. or uh, Back to the Close Future Encounter. With all the Close clocks. Encounters. No, it's like he has all these toys set up around his room that like don't make any sense for a kid today. It's like old plastic dinosaurs and an old like X-Wing and he's looking through a viewfinder. I don't know. It just really bugged me. For some reason, this just reminded me of in the 80s. That's what our rooms look like. But now they try to make rooms from 2015 look like rooms from the 70s and 80s. And that's just weird. Yeah, it sounds very much like a Spielberg thing. That it, yeah. That... Maybe it was an homage, right? Spielberg's the producer. He's you know, the guy who did the first two movies. Maybe the director's like, okay, this is a... Maybe, maybe it was just one of those things where this is, this is, again, Spielberg. This is what childhood's supposed to be about. Where the... The wonders up to your own imagination. It's not all laid out for you <laughs> on a computer or a Game Boy yeah. or whatever. Well, then he shouldn't have made Jurassic Park the first one because he invented the computers. <laughs> he did invent the computers. <laughs> he did. He invented the Linux. He did. I know of this. Flying. Anyway, sorry to derail. I just that bugged me when I saw that movie. That was the one thing that not the one thing. There's a lot of things that bugged me about it, even though I still really liked it. But no, that brings that us to a good room. point. That's it, it, it's because that this movie is almost, except for that owl in the beginning, is devoid of any CGI or any... There's a lot of technical stuff and some special effects, but there's only, like, one green screen scene that really sticks out. But the rest is just... I mean, Jennifer Connelly is actually interacting with these puppets and everything. It's not like, oh, here's a tennis ball, and this is supposed to be a, a, a troll. No, she's she's looking at all these things, the stuffed animals being puppeteered and everything, which I think why this movie holds up so well. Yeah, yeah. there's always, I think, I, I always bring up Hellboy 2 with the troll market. Mm-hmm. There, there's always going to be a place for the for the practical effects when it oh, comes yeah. to the puppetry like this, if you do it right. Mm-hmm. If you do it on such a big scale, and you know, done by people that obviously know what they're doing, the Henson yeah. Company. Right, but there's always room for CGI if it's done right and not in your of face. Of course, too. Yeah. 
But I will just say, yeah, while this may hold up, it holds up to the standard that it was when it came out. It's still obviously stupid puppets and dolls and stuff. So (laughs) to say, yeah, but but I'm just to say, like, say it's so much better than a CGI movie. Well, it's like, well, that's that's the interesting thing is that it's the suspension of disbelief is like presented to you right off the bat. It's not like, oh, the dinosaurs look fake in this scene. They look real in this scene. Like dinosaurs, you know, don't move that way or something like that. They, they're, they're just, like you said, they're just puppets. They're right. just being moved around, and so you either right off the bat, you're either not into it, or you're either into it, or you're not. It's, it's not like you're going to go along and be like, oh, they they look really fake in this scene. <laughs> so you, it's it's not something you ever have to deal with. Like, yeah. I guess it's an, an advantage over the CGI. Yeah. Right. And I'm just saying, like, yeah, it, it holds up, but it holds up to exactly the way it was when it came out, and everyone knew it was shit to begin with. Not shit, but not real, <laughs> I should say. Not real to begin You know you're right, you're dealing with puppets, whereas we're meant to believe, and when these first movies came out, that, oh, it look, looks kind of good, looks real, and then it, then it dates itself as it goes on. Um, Does that make any I, I think I think it's actually the opposite of that, Jeff, because yeah. Jurassic Park, as, as awesome as it still is, you know, we, we've been so uh, inundated with CGI graphics, but that that wow factor isn't there anymore. But with well, that's the, what I'm saying. Right, but but with the puppets, I think now that I'm older, I mean I can't speak for you guys, but now that I'm older, I actually kind of appreciate that more, like the the technical side of what had to go on to make them all look that good. Well, no, you like it doesn't doesn't it, dep- it doesn't doesn't depreciate. Like I don't think what's going on there depreciates at all, but like Jurassic Park does. Yeah, but that's not what I'm saying, Scott. I, I agree with what you're saying, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, so like what you said earlier, when Jurassic Park came out, you thought it was real. It looked real to you, and you had the wow factor. Whereas the first time you saw the labyrinth, you knew they were puppets. Right? You see what I'm saying? I, I'm not saying that it's better. I'm just saying it's a different expectation to begin You go in with a different thing to begin with. Right. I, I, and they are different things. Yeah, obviously. I, right. I guess my, my other point is that they age differently, the, the puppets and the CGI. I guess yeah. I'm saying the same thing, but I'm saying puppets don't age at all. <laughs> you go in knowing they're puppets. You watch it 20 years later; they're still puppets. That that's true, but like like I said, I think I appreciate more what goes on into making something like that though than I did when I was a kid. Well, according to Lucas, puppets do age because Yoda got a brand new body for Phantom <laughs> Menace, even though it was a prequel. Mm-hmm. And then he got CGI'd. And I'll take the CGI Yoda over that crappy puppet they made in the prequel, the first one. <laughs> hey, seriously, Jeebus H. So there's an example of oh, CGI. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. How they fucked Ooh. that one up, Lucas. <laughs> All right. But anyways, Jennifer Connelly, 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 Connelly. Is she related to Billy Connelly? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say no. No? Okay. <laughs> so, she's late because she's supposed to babysit her baby brother. And she is totally mad because her parents go out every weekend. And this, now that I'm a parent, I can appreciate their side of it. She's just being a bitch, honestly. But if they really do go out every weekend, that's kind of shitty parenting. Well, No. If they go, if they only go out once a week, and she has to babysit the kid, I mean, the the parents already put the kid to bed. Like, I, okay, well, we don't we don't know how long this has been going on. Happens. What if what if she was forced to do it when she's like ten years old? She has to watch the baby. 
Although Toby's only like Toby's only like a one though, so actually yeah, that's, he is that's a one year old. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I take that back. So she's had to do that since she's like fifteen. Yeah, six months tops. I mean, her parents must have taken care of that kid or the Mexican nanny. It was the eighties. It would have been a, no. Yeah, it would have been a male. No, it would have been a male Italian dude named Tony. <laughs> yeah. But um, Disney really screwed up. It took me about ten seconds to get that joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Disney really screwed over the uh, stepmoms of the world because every one of them is evil. I mean, right now, uh, the uh, stigma has kind of fallen off a little bit. But man, if you're a stepmom in the movies, pff, Wicked always came before that title. Thanks, Disney. That's right. That's right. It is their stepmom, right? It's not. Her. Yeah. Not my real mom. Yeah. Just a stepmom. So what? Besides Cinderella, what else? Uh. <laughs> Snow White. No mom in that, is there? <laughs> no, there is. There's more like a lack of mom or lack of a parent. Yeah, you know, just, that is definitely true. <laughs> that's definitely a Disney thing. Like parenting. Uh, your parents are gonna die, and they're gonna die yes. when you're very young. So, so yeah, let's go to go through the list here. Just off the top of my head, uh, Little Mermaid, no mom. Uh, yep. Beauty and the Beast, no mom, and a crazy ass dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Frozen, I... both parents bite it. <laughs> they deserve Bambi, Bambi, Lion King, uh, Bambi, Lion Nemo. King, yes. Well, Nemo's Pixar, but still. Um, yeah. Dumbo. No dad. Dumbo. Well, no. The yeah, mom just gets no captured. Dad. That's true. No dad. Because a stork gave the baby. There was, <laughs> there's no such thing as dad. Oh, that's true. Maybe the mom gets captured be, for the entire movie. Dead be dead. <laughs> well, you're uh, pregnant. Oh, gotta go. Yeah, where the, where the hell are Christopher Robin's parents? <laughs> <laughs> They're, um... Nah, never mind. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna make a furry joke, but I couldn't come up with one. Oh, Anyways, father. so so yeah, the stepmom is just, you know what? You're late, and you're soaking wet because she was ran home all the way from the park from reciting poetry to an owl, and uh, <laughs> Jennifer, I mean Sarah, wants to bring the dog, who is one of those, you know big sheep herder shaggy dogs who's soaking wet covered in mud and she says let's go in the house and the evil stepmom says no he's soaking wet and covered in mud go into the garage and oh this isn't fair you always do this to me so there's whole that whole thing but thankfully that ends pretty quick pretty sure that's how all teenage girls act though just yeah. a stereotype here yes <laughs> I could be wrong about this Girls, not just teenagers in general. Well, teenage girls with with, with their brothers, especially stepmothers. Especially stepmoms, I guess. Yeesh. But no, yeah, you've got you've got a point, Jeff. Just teenagers in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Teenagers are assholes. Sh- shitty attitudes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they make excellent decisions. And then uh, I love this part, where is that her dad comes over and says, "Oh, I'll go talk to her," and he knocks on the door. Sarah, are you all right? And she's like, "There's nothing to talk about, Dad." And so as soon as he hears this, Dad's like, well, okay, the baby's already in bed. We gotta go. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're not even gonna try? Jeez, Dad. Can you stop the world, Dad? Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. 
That, that seems like a typical dad move. Oh, all right, right here. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you said it, so. And, I mean, it's actually like the lightning and stuff. There's a storm going on that wakes up Toby, her baby brother, about one, one and a half. But Did other you than the that. Car? <laughs> no. Did you raise the dead? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but the car's no, okay. <laughs> But anyways, the, her parents completely set up for one of the cushiest babysitting jobs ever. The kid's already put to bed. He's asleep. We'll be back at midnight. We'll see you then. And that's it. And she can't stand it. It is the worst. And so the baby, you know, lightning strikes. The baby's scared. So she goes in there, shakes him a little bit. He's still alive, so she hates him. <laughs> And uh, she starts reciting her dumbass poetry. And that's when you, we get the first shot of the puppets. And I, I think they're looking from inside the mirror, but you can't tell them. Tell? It's just the whole screen is just a bunch of puppet faces, and it's pretty cool. And they're like, oh, listen. And everybody's asleep, and then they wake up. And then she said, I wish. She's like, oh, is she going to say it? Then she just wishes, I wish for the Goblin King to take you right now, or for the Goblins to take you away right now. How hard is that to say? And then she finally says it, and the kid, like, almost immediately just shuts up. And then she's like, oh, Toby. So she goes back in the room, and he's there's a bunch of, you know, scurrying sounds and everything. <laughs> and that kind of freaked me out, still to this day, because that usually means Mr. Marbles is running around the room. <laughs> All right, so so real quick here, Alex. Yes. Uh, as a parent, mm -hmm. what what do you think the appropriate age is to watch the labyrinth? Man, that's a, this is because it's a, definitely those... it's definitely a kids movie, for sure. But it's got some really creepy. It's movies. got some really dark themes to it, and yeah, a couple kind of creepy points in the movie. Yeah. yeah, I think five is okay for minimum really? age. I think so. Okay. I thought you were going to go older. Nah, five minimum, but I might push it to six or seven. <laughs> You've heard it here first, folks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, then. Like, me as a five-year-old, I, I should not have watched this. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I was scared way, of E.T. and Goonies and everything, so... Yeah, five would have been way too young for me. But, yeah, <laughs> your mileage may vary. So that's when the owl comes into the room and transforms into Jareth, the Goblin King, and it's David Bowie. The King of Goblins and Codpieces. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't look like a goblin at all. No? He looks like David Bowie. <laughs> he looks <laughs> like a... Looks like David Bowie. Yeah. Nilbog. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, without running through the entire movie... Because that's an ordeal. Um, she starts pretty much... The, the whole journey takes her from being a bratty teenager to being a, a less of a bratty teenager. <laughs> I'm sure it lasts about a week. Yeah. <laughs> she grows up a bit. Until, until the next time her mom, stepmom tells her to like take your laundry out of the dryer or something. Yeah. Or use a condom. <laughs> Anyways. Record scratch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, man. 
Yeah. She meets Hoggle. <laughs> Plastic? We just, yeah, we should just dive into Hoggle right now. Plastic? <laughs> so I think Hoggle actually would be like the creepiest thing for a little kid. Because he's kind of the yeah, closest. He's... he's kind of closest to the whole Uncanny Valley thing. If everything else is so outlandish, you're like, okay, that's not real. But Hoggle is just like close enough to like what a, a person will look like. And we've seen it, folks, in real life. Then, yeah, because after the movie, Hago went and became a waitress <laughs> at the local Denny's near the freeway. Uh huh. <laughs> She's still wearing plastic. Plastic. Oh, Hago. He's the one that has like the most of um, character arc and character change throughout the whole movie. Actually, I I don't know who the actor inside the suit was, but. It's voiced by Brian Henson. Yeah, that's right. It was a couple of people. It, it, with with all the puppet characters, there's. Oh, always, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure for like like uh, what was the big? Uh, well, Ludo. Ludo. That was probably like five people at all times. <laughs> it's at least three names for every puppet character, and yeah, uh, was it Brian Brian Henson? He's he was uh, yeah I think the face puppeteer on Hoggle and the voice. Okay. He's definitely the voice. Mm -hmm. But yeah, awesome puppeteering. And uh, Sarah, well, <laughs> she meets Hoggle, and Hoggle spring uh, essence on fairies. <laughs> Tried to kill him. And Jennifer Connelly is like, oh, why would you do that? Because, you know, they're fairies. She tries to pick one up, and it bites her hand. It's <laughs> like, ah, what did it do that for? That's a fairy. What'd you expect? <laughs> So nothing is what it seems. It's just one of the big themes in the movie. Well, let's see what we got here. So we're looking at a picture I took at the uh, the EMP Museum up in Seattle. It's a picture. It's a uh, David Bowie's costume from the movie. Um, pretty terrible. The Bowie bulge. Yeah, the Bowie bulge in a museum. Belongs in a museum. Mm -hmm. Do you think so David think Bowie just just picked stuff out of his closet and came on set? Yeah, probably. Most of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, when I was there, they had that. They had the the dress she wears in the during the the ballroom scene. Oh, and the dream sequence. Yeah. Damn, a lot of good, a lot of good uh, filmmaking there. Good imagery. Some creepy eighty stuff. Yeah. So, so remember so as a kid. <laughs> Like the the funniest goddamn thing in the world was the the swamp of yeah the, the bog, bog of eternal the stench. bog of eternal stench. Like there was nothing funnier that could, anybody could ever possibly come up with than that. Because every time you stepped on something, it would make a fart noise. Oh, and Ludo, yeah, Ludo has the power to call the rocks, and he called the rocks from under the bog to uh, so they made like a a bridge to cross uh, over to the other side. And so whenever you stepped on one of those rocks, <laughs> it would part, which was hilarious. And then, uh, which Sir is Didinitz, hilarious. Yeah, Sir Didinitz, who is an anthropomorphic dog, is riding Ambrosius, a real dog, <laughs> across the rocks. And he runs across, and every step makes a farting sound. That is my favorite, I think still my favorite part of the movie. I, I always thought of that. That whole sequence is kind of the antithesis to the Swamp of Sorrows from The Neverending Story. Yeah. Like, that 
that whole thing was such a huge downer. I'm kind of fucked up to have a kid watch, by the way. Mm-hmm. That you juxtapose that with the <laughs> with the, the, the bog of eternal stench. Yeah, <laughs> it just kind of made everything all right. It balanced out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it smells so bad that I can't even describe how bad it is. So, so you talked about all the the awesome sets. The you know, there's obviously all the the rich imagery, but also the characters too. Uh, she kind of a Wizard of Oz type deal. She collects these companions on the way through. She kind of starts with her dog, <laughs> very much from Wizard of Oz. And yeah, she finds the knight, uh, the the giant uh, Ludo Hoggle. It's basically a, a Lord of the Rings dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> and you know they make their way through, but each of them, despite the fact that they're puppets, all have you know are extremely strong characteristics and little moments to shine. You know, mm-hmm. None of them are just kind of one-note characters. Even Ludo, I don't think he speaks. Uh, you still get plenty of emotion and stuff, which is, it's, which is really cool for, for just being a puppet. It's all in the face with Ludo. Man, they did a really good job like conveying all, those, all of his emotions. So so the Henson Company, they, they did this. They had the Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, Witches. Witches. But I, I wouldn't really count that as much. But yeah. for, for, I mean, these all puppet movies, and obviously all the Muppet movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I kind of hope they would they would make another one of these. Labyrinth 2? Yeah, I think I think they could do okay with it. I mean, they, they, talked, they talked about making a sequel to Dark Crystal forever. Or that's always been a rumor anyways. I hope that happens. But it's never come about. But yeah. I think... You know, I, I, I realize making a movie isn't easy, and I'm sure The Labyrinth and Dark Crystal cost plenty to make, but it would be cool to, to see another one of these, just to, something else to give a future generation of kids. Yeah. They they all stopped when Henson died, right? No, they still do. They, the, 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 they, they do the Muppet no, ones. No, the big ones. Yeah, they do the Muppet yeah, movies, but, but uh, those yeah. aren't, yeah, but the, yeah, these huge productions, yeah. I, I forget which when... Is, Witches was the last one. Was that the last Jim Henson? Yeah, I think he died during the filming of that one. You got a cold? Go to the doctors, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Anywho's. <laughs> the, uh... Yeah, Hoggle. He's... He, he's the one... He's the character with the most inner conflict. Because he's supposed to be... He's like an agent, so to speak, of Jareth, the Goblin King. And, Which uh, you don't find out. Do you find Wait, it right away, or not? Right. Not right away. Kind of early, when Jennifer Connelly's stuck in a tunnel, and Jarrett is like, "What are you laughing about? She's not even supposed to make it that far." But it's okay because mm. I have somebody that's gonna lead her back to the beginning, and then she'll lose all hope, and I get to keep the babe. So Hoggle is uh, supposed to be leading her away back to the beginning, but you know she befriends him, saying, "Oh, you're you know." Hago hasn't had any friends, and she considers him his friend, and they trade plastic bracelets and stuff in exchange for <laughs> proper directions. That's when they go through one of my favorite halls, where all the walls are saying, Beware! You're going the wrong way! And then Hoggle's like, Oh, they say all that stuff, especially when you're going, you know, the correct way. It just keeps getting worse and worse. And when a good when a guy's like beware, like, Hoggle tells him to shut up. He's like, oh, 
but it's been so long since I've gotten to say it. He's <laughs> like, all right, go ahead. And he says his whole spiel. <laughs> and then they just go on, on their merry way. Until they're stopped by Jareth. The Goblin King. The Goblin King. Let's not forget there's a, there's a couple song and dance numbers here. Oh, yeah. Magic dance. You remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? Who do? Power of the babe. All songs written and performed by David Bowie himself. With his gl- glowing sphere. Oh, yeah. He did all that. No. All that stuff is legit. Or just the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a... They had a dude like standing behind him doing all those tricks with the the globe. Oh, I guess I remembered it wrong. This is one of the first movies that I saw. <laughs> you say we just saw it today. Well, no, I mean it's his character doing all the tricks, obviously. But yeah, in real life, it was a dude like sticking his arms through his like his arm like fishing him basically. Yeah, it's not <laughs> Jareth going, "Hey, ball dude, get over here." Yeah, here's my ball goblin. So. That would have been awesome if he had just learned that just for the movie. I thought he did. No. No. Man. Oh, well. Well, David Bowie can't do everything, I guess. I mean, it is cool that those are actually... That's actually a real dude doing those tricks with the ball. It's just not Bowie. Okay. It's awesome. Orb. Magic Orb Man. But he had to... The cool thing is that he had to... So the way they had to film it, like, he couldn't... You know, he wasn't working a puppet. So he couldn't actually see what he was doing. So all those tricks he's just doing blind, basically. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I thought that was kind of cool. It's pretty sweet. So what Wait. about the one scene where they're in that level that's like from the N64 Zelda game where you're like, stairs are on the side and the ceiling. Uh, the, and you're... the MC Escher? Yeah. Drawing, painting? Drawing. That whole scene is pretty awesome and shot very well. Yeah. Even by today's And standard. he beat the level. Jennifer Connelly beat the level. You didn't, Scott. He was. <laughs> what, N- what N64 game are we talking about again? Zelda. So I gave up on the the Shadow Temple. Uh, is oh. that the Shadow Temple level? I breezed through the Water Temple, the one everybody said was a bitch, and then I proceeded to rip my hair out during the Shadow Temple and never played again. So the people... Even though it was hard, still beat it. You gave up when you hit a challenge. Pretty much. Okay. All that's, right. uh, that's, that's fair enough. That's a fair characterization. That's pretty much what happened. But is that the Shadow Temple where you walk on the ceiling and the walls and stuff? I don't uh, remember what level I, for, that I forget. Is. Anyway. The it's problem I had with the, Temple. The problem I have with that one is I just kept falling off shit and dying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways. And then I have one other question since I don't I remember more images from this movie than I actually do scenes. Is this and this could be a different one. Does she go in like into a forest with a bunch of weird birds? Yeah. That's actually okay. the the biggest uh, green screen scene cuz these puppets are actually pretty awesome cuz they were full body puppets but then their heads came off too. Yeah, that was smurly CG too. And All right, that's one of the scenes screen. I made that it stuck out to me. Those that was what that was probably like the creepiest scene though, because they're just like fucking with her the whole time, and then they could take off their heads and their for, limbs for, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they for could separate like, for like no reason though that they're they're messing with her. Like everything else is just either kind of it's either against her or it's just being weird. But like they're just like malicious for no reason. Mm-hmm. That always uh, I thought that was creepy as a kid. Hey, 
you can't take off my head. That's right. You can only take off your own head. Is what they said. But eventually, yeah, she gets into the MC Escher room. Oh, yeah, one of my favorite puppets, which is one of the largest ones, was when they get to the gates of Goblin City. And the gates close. And as they close, they form, like, the shape of a giant knight, essentially, a giant piece of armor that then pops out of the doors and starts fighting them. That was amazing. I think that's the, my favorite puppet of the whole movie. And it turns out it's just some little dude, some little salacious-looking dude inside the armor, <laughs> piloting it. Dude, I Salacious crime, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. There was a stuffed doll that looked a little bit salacious-y at the beginning when they were showing uh, Sarah's room. Salacious-y. Mm-hmm. A little salacious little crummy. So I just found on YouTube there's a video, a, a clip of the birds in the forest, and uh, yeah, it looks pretty terrible. <laughs> they got all They're that like, green screen outline over everybody. Yeah. Uh, but hey, birds. It's pretty uh, nightmarish. So what are you guys' what's your what are you guys' favorite puppets from this movie? Mm. Jeff, go. Uh, David Bowie. Ah, yeah, that's a good one. Three I don't, se- I don't, I don't. Se- three separate people had the puppeteer's codpiece. Well, apparently <laughs> somebody was puppeting them if they were doing the ball trick. It's like being a puppet. <laughs> they had their hands in his sleeves and clothes and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't remember specific puppets, so I couldn't. I can't answer this question. Is Kermit in it? Uh, he might be a stuffed doll it's, somewhere. It's possible he's like an Easter egg in the corner or something. <laughs> okay. Um, so Kermit. The, I was like, uh, what was the name of the little knight dude? The dog knight? Uh, Didymus or Didymus? Didymus, yeah. I always liked that one. And then, well, basically they're traveling companions. So her, or him and Ludo. Mm-hmm. was like the gentle giant. <laughs> Didymus, what was great about Didymus and Ambrosius is Ambrosius was a real dog, but they sometimes they swapped him out for a puppet for to show him scared or some other sort of emotion that they couldn't train a dog to do, <laughs> which was always pretty awesome. And, and sometimes they would have the real dog running with a puppet <laughs> Sir Didymus on top of him. <laughs> that just looked ridiculous. <laughs> that they cowboy swapped. He went back behind the wall, and then all of a sudden... Sir Didymus was all animated and everything. As as a little kid, like that's got to be the best. Just seeing this little dog ride this other dog and <laughs> yeah. just kind of be ridiculous. He's like always like super brave. And, yeah, it's very uh, what's gonna call it, Don Quixote ish. Yeah. So, Man of La Mancha. So, <laughs> the the Goblin Corps uh, is made up of. Quite a lot of famous little people, including such as, such as Kenny Baker. Oh, nice. Warwick Davis, of course. Uh, I think it's the only two. No, I don't oh. think he was old enough for that at that point. I think uh, he was the little brother. Uh, Malcolm Dixon, who was in uh, Time Bandits. Okay, nice. So, yeah. Von Carr. I don't think Von Carr was in this. Oh, okay. Jack Purvis. Oh, nice. 
So. Burgle cut? Wrong movie. No? <laughs> Although that was Spielberg also. That was Ron Howard. Just to tie oh, no, in Spielberg the whole produce it, yeah. our Spielberg discussion from earlier. My second favorite puppet was the junk lady in Junkyard Land. Man, oh, that's creepy. Yeah, awesome. Oh, this is what you're looking for, eh? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> the Junkyard Dog in it as well? <laughs> if you count Ambrosius and Sir Didymus. <laughs> but yeah, that, that whole scene just reinforces what an LSD trip Sarah was taking because she couldn't take her baby brother crying. So let's talk about Jennifer Connelly. Oh, yeah. That's... What happened to her? She's she do movies anymore or no? Yeah. She's stuck in the Goblin Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, she had a baby of her own and then went, had to go through the whole thing all over again. She hasn't been seen since. <laughs> yeah. So the last thing I remember her in was A Beautiful Mind. And I'm sure she's been in stuff since then, but I don't remember anything big. Uh, a Beautiful Mind, the Hulk, the first Hulk. Yeah. Uh, Blood Diamond, Requiem for a Dream. Was she in the first Hulk? I thought she was in the uh, other Hulk, the second one. The second Hulk was Liv Tyler. Oh, okay. They played they play yeah. the same character. But... <laughs> They're interchangeable ladies. Yeah. Um... She was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well... She wasn't. Oh. Um... Anyway, she was hot, or is hot. I haven't seen her recently, but she was very hot back in the day. Oof. I mean, not not, not in this movie because she's only 16, but... <laughs> not that back in the day. A couple years after that. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Greed. Uh, let's see. Rocketeer? Yeah. That was way... That was recent? That was 91. Uh, Mulholland Falls? Anyway, you guys like her? You think she's hottie? Don't like her? Good actress? Not bad actress? Uh, like, like we were talking about Emmanuel Burt with Mission Impossible again uh, attracted by international standards so yeah she's she's a good actress did you see Requiem for a dream Jeff mm-hmm. yeah a long, a long time ago okay. in this galaxy I guess like Hulk is probably not a good barometer <laughs> it's pronounced thermometer oh sorry I didn't mean to I imply she... anything by that Alex <laughs> So she was in the Noah movie, Noah's Ark movie that was out recently. <laughs> oh God. Did anybody see that? No. I saw no. parts of it. I'm like, what the heck? There's rock people in the Bible? <laughs> well, they didn't get on the boat, apparently, and that's why they're gone. Yeah. Hey, I guess. Um, they're too heavy, yeah, rock people. I haven't... A lot of these movies I haven't even heard of since A Beautiful Mind. But, yeah. I mean, wow. you're right. You mentioned Blood Diamond... Earth today, the Earth sits still. That's a counter reason. Oh uh, yeah. Well, out here it's bling bang. <laughs> Where are you from? It's bling bling. Out here it's bling bang. <laughs> oh man. Trailer. Hmm. Wow. Looking at the cast for Noah right now. Had, an, had a great cast. It's too bad it must have sucked because <laughs> nobody saw this movie. My movie's a poetry, you vagina. <laughs> Fighting around the world. Boy! It's, it was an Aronofsky film, too. I don't Darren? Know why. Old Darren? Old Darren. I don't know why I didn't see this movie. It seems like it would have been right up my alley. Other than the subject matter. Which I don't find terribly interesting. So, I'm clicking through some of her movies here, and uh, there's a movie, I don't remember the movie, but the cover of the movie I remember from the uh, 
video store, career opportunities. Oh yeah, with the uh, the guy who gets shot in the beginning of Pulp Fiction. Marvin? Okay, yeah. Frank, Frank Whaley. Oh, Brad or Brett. But yeah, her uh, her cleavage is a showing. Yes, so... I remember as a kid going through the aisles seeing that. I didn't know who she was, but I was like, she's hot and I want to see this movie. <laughs> she has the scene in the movie where she gets on uh, one of those mechanical horses like in front of... They used to have out in front of like Kmart or whatever. They just put the quarter in. Mm-hmm. How old was she? Uh, in her 20s at that point. Okay. The she... conversation can continue. <laughs> and she, she does like... Uh, I, I don't know how to qualify it, but basically she's trying to distract these two criminals. So she's doing it in a very adult <laughs> manner. And that always stuck with me as a kid. Just saying. Adult sexy or adult straight adult, man? Adult adult sexy. Oh, okay. Anything else? Labyrinth. This movie's great. You should watch it. If you're uh, five and older. Anything <laughs> before right. that will scar you for life. Wait, I'm going to say wait till you're eight. That's that's my opinion. I'm I'm just going to prices right your asses and go nine. <laughs> uh, I think you're going to say one, one year, Bob. You son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, it's time for Neum News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. I hate that Bob Barker. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't really have much news. Just like, like I talked about last week, I'm w- still watching these shows that are spoiling shit for me. I don't want to do that for you guys, so I don't want to talk about that. Um, I guess the whole stuff that happened at uh, D23 is interesting, especially being a new land added to Disneyland and Disney World. I've been waiting for this all my life. Yep. <laughs> it's my goddamn time. All I want is a cantina. Just I want to go and sit in a cantina, get some blue milk, and listen to that song over and over and over again. And if they pull that take... off, I'm <laughs> going to be happy. So... I want to take in my two droids, and then the bartender has to tell me that they don't serve their kind around here. You don't have two droids. I'll dress up my kids. I was just going to say, unless you dress American <laughs> Lucas. Oh, sorry, kids. You're going to have to wait outside while Daddy drinks. <laughs> Well, Daddy enjoys Disneyland. You <laughs> just sit in your stroller outside. Get the hell out. So, yeah. unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be part of the, the park proper, which is the no alcohol zone. Mm. Yeah. No way. I thought I they mean, were gonna. They were gonna. Pretty soon, they're gonna zone Disneyland for serving alcohol. They could Disneyland could do it whenever the hell they wanted to. Of course, they they, own just, they just don't want it in the main park. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm fine with that. I yeah. I don't need to drink booze in Star Wars land. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice, but the experience there would be a good enough high that I don't need any um, <laughs> substances. So it's supposed to be 14 acres or something like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, they bought a bunch of property across the street, which they're going to convert into storage and whatever else, personnel areas. Mm-hmm. So they have all this extra space in the park for that. I'm assuming it's going to be next to Tomorrowland. I have no idea, though. Like, because I have so, no idea what's where all it's where there's empty space in the park. Special guest uh, Annie was saying that she heard that they're gonna. It's gonna like Toontown may go away, and they may use part of Toontown 
And then back there is where they have the... Um, it's like the offices for Disneyland, and they may take that down, put the park there, and that space that you're talking about across the street is kind of where the offices will go. Okay. So, so if you know Disneyland, more toward, like, ball, you know? Right. T- more toward that side. I don't know. Or it really doesn't matter. So, so I was thinking Tomorrowland, though, because they've got the, the carousel. Yeah, and it kind of fits into the whole theme anyways, but the they got the, the carousel of progress and that big pizza port place. And mm-hmm. uh, like that seems like a lot of dead space. They're not really using for yeah, the Imagineering building. They just closed that down. Well, earlier this year. Yeah, I mean, there's I don't know if there's 14 acres there though. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's what I'm saying. That, like, I don't know be... where 14 acres is like coming from. Yeah, they can get rid of Autopia. Anyway. I know way. Autopia is awesome. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna move the Secret Service? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When, when was the last time you were on Autopia, Jeff? Um, I don't know, before I worked there. but <laughs> So, 15, 20 years ago? It was still one of my favorite rides as a kid, though. Yeah, so. no, as a kid, it's it's amazing. Well, Disneyland's made for kids, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were just talking about how you <laughs> your life would be complete once they opened Star Wars Land. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, then. <laughs> but I'm not saying at the expense of Autopia. What about you? Were you, fine? you had your fun. No, you had fi- your fun as a you, child. You're fine. Okay, okay so, so you're fine getting rid of uh, Toontown. Toontown. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That wasn't. I, and, hey, and I didn't say I wanted to get rid of Toontown. That's what I heard was going to happen. Okay, I didn't say I want to get rid of Autopia. I was just tossing it out there. All right. Pretty sure you hate children, Scott. <laughs> well, well, I don't deny that. <laughs> How many of you sent to the Goblin King? So this week or (laughs) Um, so one cool thing I heard I don't know it's a bunch of rumors are coming out now but that they're going to line the streets with actors in alien costumes and droids and stuff and and they're not going to have name tags so it's supposed to like kind of blend in and you're supposed to feel like you're walking through a you know a most icely or something like that if that's true that would be cool it's cool it seems like it would be up and down the street making fun of them it seems like yeah. it'd be the easiest thing in the world to like have like ten stormtrooper outfits and just have dudes go out there like pretty much all day and just kind of walk the streets, you know, <laughs> just just to, just for starters. So, like, yeah, have, I mean, have I'll, one of the stormtroopers be a goober every once in a while. Looks or droids, bumps his head every time he walks into the, the backstage area. Oh, looks or droids. And I know they couldn't, they wouldn't do this, but you could like totally hire the the five zero first. Is that the name of the guys who dress up as stormtroopers? They would fucking do it for free, I'm sure. <laughs> who says they're not going to go in there anyways? Yeah. No, but but as in their costumes, I'm saying Disneyland's not going to yeah. let you bring your own stormtrooper costume in. Why not? Why not? Because you know they won't. So stop being. It would be cool. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the rides, I'm not sure what they're going to do. I mean, it better not just be a bunch of Star Tour, Stewards-type rides. I mean, the motion things are cool, but I don't know. You can do something a little more creative than that. So it's so one of the things I heard was you were going to get to sit in the cockpit of Millennium Falcon? I don't know if that's going to be but a ride. Like... Or, or Yeah, I have no idea if it's going to be a ride or whatnot. But... Yeah. That's but that would, that would still be fun. awesome to, like, although that would be crowded as hell. <laughs> just sit down, it. sit down for two seconds and get up for the next person. It's not yeah, I, 
I don't know, but it would be cool. It just reminds me. I don't know if I've ever told this story on here, so I'm going to tell it now. When I used to work at Disneyland, they had um, – that's when they first started that Star Wars days thing. And this was back when Star Wars was kind of not in. It was before they re-released them on uh, through the special editions. So Star Wars wasn't as big as it is and was, right? Kind of like faded a little bit. You know, it was huge in the early 80s and then kind of died for a while and came back. And uh, I was working when shift started tours and all of a sudden I look over and there's a little, just all it was was a little photo, like a photo op area. And it had like, I forgot what the backdrop was. It like, looked like the Death Star or something like that. And uh, there was a C-3PO, a Stormtrooper, and I think Chewbacca. And you could go, people would walk, and the line wasn't even that long. The line was like 20 deep, if that. People would go get your picture taken with them, and that's it. And But I was loving it. I'm in heaven, right? Being the Star Wars nerd. I was like, oh my god, it's Chewbacca! Like, that was what really blew me away. <laughs> and uh, they leave. It's like break time or whatever. Then they come back, and all of a sudden, I feel like this tugging on my, on my costume. Um, and... <laughs> It was literally, it was an Ewok, and I felt like Han Solo. He was reaching up, a little dude was, like, pulling on my costume. And he goes and he takes, I have. I was selling sodas in a cart, and they had on the cross, the handle of the cart, we had, like, rope licorice. And so it sells, like, a buck for rope licorice. He took all the rope licorice and just started running around being, like, a mischievous uh, Ewok. And I uh, was like, what the hell? But you're trained there. Like, if one of the characters comes and takes your stuff, just deal with it. Because they're going to make magic happen. They're going to give it to kids, and they'll write it off, and blah blah blah. So that so, happens. So you so you tackle him to the ground. <laughs> stop! 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 Pull him to and Retrieved your, your your licorice, right? <laughs> no, I was laughing, having a good time, and usually they come back, or one of their handlers will come, and they give you this little voucher saying, you know, we took we took the licorice to make magic happen, or whatever. And I never got that thing. I was like, okay, and you got fired. <laughs> You're fired the no, next so day. Yeah. I go back into the office and you're doing your stock count or whatever, and they're like, yeah, Mr. Haberman, oops, I mean, Mr. Jeff, you're uh... <laughs> Beijing, Mr. Jeff, Mr. Jeff, Mr. Jeff, Beijing, Mr. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, you're short like, well, $30 or $20 or whatever. I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> an Ewok stole my licorice. They're like, what? <laughs> I was like, an Ewok stole my licorice. Like, oh, you and could have done better than me. that. <laughs> yeah, and it was the most ridiculous thing ever, and they're like, Okay, whatever. And then I guess they said those weren't real Disney cast members. They were like, um, they were licensed people. Like, I mean, they were supposed to be there, but they weren't like official. So they didn't know the etiquette of taking stuff and bringing stuff back or something like that. <laughs> but anyway, I had to write a formal letter saying what happened. And I had in writing there is some more document that says an Ewok stole my licorice. <laughs> and it was one of the greatest moments ever for me. Just. <laughs> An Ewok and Chewbacca and everyone's around me, and I got the write down that Ewok stole my licorice. And I don't hate the Ewoks like most people do, so it was really cool. Yep, yep. Get it? I like Yep, yep. Scott, any news? Uh, not really. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I had a couple things to say about the Disneyland stuff too. So, um. Anything else from D23 that caught your eye? I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, there was one thing about... Um... <sighs> yeah, it's... Jungle I, Book? No. Captain... Uh, Winter Soul... Uh, <laughs> Civil War? 
Rogue Rogue One, Sleeping Beauty, Boba Fett. Nope, nope to all that. Oh yeah, the Jungle right. Cruise. The Rock is attached. Ugh. The Rock's attached uh, to everything. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they're making a Jungle Cruise movie? Yes. Because I saw he's going to be in that new Pixar movie, Mohana or something like that. He's going to play the demigod Maui. But yeah, I guess he's in everything. Jesus. The man is cinematic Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they have, I guess, the Beauty and the Beast. I didn't know they were making that. And Hermione is going to play Belle. And um, Jungle Book. Everyone's talking about Jungle Book. I guess that trailer went off really well. Done by John Favreau. Favreau? So yeah, that's. I oh, this is something to talk about. I guess if you've noticed, like none of this footage leaked. I guess Disney like lived up to their Nazi um, stereotypes. <laughs> they had guys on security. They're wearing these special glasses that could supposedly like can see lenses from cameras. Like they give off a certain signature or whatever, and they were like like cyborgs walking down the aisles looking for that stuff. <laughs> Pretty messed up. So. Maybe if it's successful. Was an alien skull face. Yeah. Put on the glasses. Um, here's here's a bit of trivia for you. Yeah. Why why is it called D twenty three? The D obviously that's, is for Disney, but it's when he came to Los Angeles to make his movies, to make his start his career, is what I heard. Pretty much. Yeah, it's when he opened the studio. Mm. Boom. Burbank. You ever go to his first house out here? Was it in Anaheim or is it in Garden Grove? That's in Garden Grove. That's right. Ooh. Yeah. It's the uh, the only historical. <laughs> that and Sublime sung a song about it. Yep. Gar- <laughs> garbage Grove. All right, Alex. News tidbits. Uh, juicy little tidbit. A very interesting poster just came out for the new Stars TV series Ash vs. the Evil Dead. That looks very good. Mm-hmm. It looks awesome. like they captured the spirit. Yep. Ash is... Yeah, Bruce Campbell... Bruce, don't call me Ash Campbell, is back in his trademark blue shirt, brown pants, and chainsaw. And then there's two other people that I don't recognize, but I'm sure the show will explain it. Bruce, don't call me Ash Campbell, but call me Ash in this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, that's stars, you said? Yep. I don't have stars. that. Yeah, it looked appropriately violent, <laughs> or at least bloody. <laughs> mm-hmm. The blood and gore was there, the humor was there, uh, all the notes, the the ash, like, how on one end he's, like, hyper-competent when it comes to actually killing the deadites, he's pretty much a buffoon <laughs> with everything else. <laughs> like Sterling, Sterling Archer. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Another, the other Star Wars related tidbit is that Japan has given an airplane to B- BB-8. They just painted up uh, an airplane with a bunch of BB-8 decals on it, and it says Star Wars. It looks pretty cool. What? That's cool. What's BB-8? Yeah. The robot from the new Star Wars movie. Oh, the soccer seven. ball. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you guys, what? So, how common is the name of that thing? Like, how as far as common knowledge goes? Wait, BB-8? Uh, you guys both knew... Your, Jeff knew what you were talking about. I didn't. 
Like, <laughs> did you guys have to dig for that information, or you heard it said regularly? No, that's one of the few characters that they've announced early on and often. Okay. Yeah. So, and they're showing him that he's actually not CG, which is amazing. That yeah. soccer ball is actually a real thing, and he was on yeah. stage at Comic Con and everything. That fooled me, so. and I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So he's one of those guys that are trying to get the name out early. Kind of like with Jar Jar Binks back in the day, so I don't know if it's a good thing. <laughs> as long as he doesn't talk, BB-8 will be just fine. Did I tell you guys that I, my handle on some on GameSpy video game networks was Jar Jar before the movie came out? Because I thought he was going to be cool. I was <laughs> literally the shit. Seth Rogen character from, <laughs> from uh, Fanboys. I mean, luckily I didn't get a tattoo, but... I made my character Jar Jar Binks, my handle on playing old shooting games like Rise of the Triad and Sin and those old shooters. <laughs> my name was Jar Jar or Jar Jar Binks. I do remember that. Oh my god, I'm going to shoot myself. Jar Jar is going to be the shit. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I laughed especially hard at that scene in Fanboy. It's like, I was that stupid. <laughs> Misa no have a puma. I'm Way to end this episode strong. Yep. <laughs> hey, gentlemen, we just passed 90 episodes. We're getting close to 100. Da, 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 so, da. Oh, yeah. We got to come up with something. If uh, you guys have any ideas or any of our four fans have ideas, let us know um, on Facebook or on iTunes because we know Scott hasn't done anything on there yet. Uh-huh. So the rest of you, please help us out. Um, but yeah, that's it for this episode. What are we going to be talking about next week, Scott? All right. So it's not something we've ever really talked about on the podcast. No. But, but I want to go off the beaten path here. Oh, and shit. Seeing as it's the 20th anniversary this year Ooh. for this movie, uh-huh. we're going to be talking about Hackers. Oh, yeah. I got to watch planet. it. I've never seen it. Hack oh, the planet. You got you to find a copy, Jeff. Is it on Netflix? I don't think so. I think you can find it on Laserdisc. Guess I'm going to hack the webs in order to find a copy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And this is a way to like include advertising in your podcast. <laughs> and it's like uh, it's easy. It's blah, blah, blah. And then it's like one of the requirements is they have to have twenty thousand US downloads a month. <laughs> I was like, Holy fuck. And I'm happy with us getting like a hundred today. Have like, we had twenty thousand lifetime? Not even uh... Halfway there. <laughs> <laughs>